0: welcome to step up to the microphone. It's been a while, but when the father tells you to take a little time off, to get to know his word and to know him, then you do it. Because he's taught me a lot in the past few months through some great teachers. He's opened my eyes and got me out of Babylon. So, here we are. We're not gonna focus on politics as much anymore, because we know reading through the word, the politics really don't matter. We know the end game. We know what's gonna happen. So let's focus on waking people up and getting rid of these traditions of men. Let's get everyone out of Babylon and back on the road to the New Jerusalem. Or if you want to call it heaven. Heaven on earth. The kingdom on earth. So let's get into this thing. Like I said, the Father's been working on me, been teaching me some things, teaching me how to actually read His Word, which we'll get into a verse in Isaiah, or a series of verses, to explain how uh, this study that I did came about. But first, we need to explain one little thing about our best bud, Paul. The Apostle Paul the man that they say helped Jesus abolish God's law did no such thing. He stood on it, but we take him out of context to make ourselves feel better, to make ourselves feel like we can do whatever we want because we have wicked, decrepit hearts. If you read second Peter three, sixteen and seventeen, it tells you point-blank Paul is hard to understand. He is difficult for you to understand because, let's face it, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was born in Tarsus, which is a Greek area. So he knew Greek and he knew Hebrew. He understood both mindsets. So yes, it could be hard to understand Paul. So if you going to come out and label me a Torah Nazi or a Torah terrorist please don't, please don't, I encourage you, as I've done over the past several months, to open up the Word of God, to go through the Torah, read it, go through the Prophets and read it. You will see that the Apostle Paul, once you read and study him, was coming hard on obeying the Torah. But he was coming from the point of you must have faith in Yeshua. God might know him as Jesus. I like to call him Yeshua. That is his. That's the name in Aramaic. His Hebrew name is YahuSha, and he is the Hamashiach or the Christ or the Messiah, whatever you want to call him. But Paul doubled down on him, doubled down on what he taught. I have verses to prove it. First Corinthians eleven one says to walk as Messiah walked. Because that's how Paul walked. If you emulate Paul, you emulate Messiah. Messiah walked out the parts of Torah he could perfectly. Now let's get some other things straight. When our Messiah was on the earth, the temple was there, there was no ark of the covenant in the temple. Also, he did not break the Torah by healing on the Sabbath. There is nothing about doing good on the Sabbath being against Torah. The word work in Hebrew that the Pharisees and Sadducees were going after him with is the word "malaka," which means something to profit off of, basically your day job. Well, healing wasn't his day job. He wasn't sitting there, hey, come give me three shekels and I'll heal you. No, he was healing people, doing good on the Sabbath, because that's the right thing to do. They plucked corn and ate it on the Sabbath because they were hungry. There was nothing wrong with preparing food on the Sabbath either. That is a falsehood brought about by our Jewish brothers, our rabbinic Jewish brothers, because of their man-made traditions. You will see if you read the Torah... And you understand the Torah and the prophets you will see everything that our Messiah went against was based on man-made traditions we have verses to prove it but you must have a foundation in the scriptures our buddy Paul tells us that point-blank when he's talking to Timothy let's look at the verse the verse right here 2nd Timothy 316 through 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We cannot define works off of our own understanding. Let's get that through our thick heads right now. It isn't going to happen. I'm not trying to sound mean, but it won't. We also must look in the scriptures that they don't declare as scripture. They declare as extra-biblical, and we shouldn't look at them because they're not in our Bible. Well, why were they taken out? Enoch, for instance. This is from Enoch 1, verses 1 and 2. The words of this blessing of Enoch, wherewith he blessed the elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. Wow. So Enoch was writing to us. Maybe we should read what he had to say. Because he was writing it so we would have a witness as to how to distinguish between God's festivals, God's timing, how to be righteous. Maybe we should look at what he had to say. But no, we're told that he it's evil to read that. Don't read Enoch, don't read Sarak, don't read Baruch, don't read Bell and the Dragon or Susanna. They aren't part of your sixty six canon Bible. Come on, man. Those were in the new were in the King James sixteen eleven in the Geneva Bible. So why aren't they here now? They're in the Ethiopian Bible. They're in Bibles in Russia. They're in the Aramaic Bibles. The Aramaic Old Testament has those in them. So tell me, why don't we have them? Unless we're being deceived. There's a great deception coming, people, because we bought into the traditions of men and haven't sought out the truth. So what is the truth? Let's get into that real quick. So, let's look at John 14, 6. It tells us who the truth is right away. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Well, let's let Scripture define Scripture. Let's quit making up who Jesus is. Let's quit putting Him in a box. Quit putting Yeshua in a box that we want to put Him in because that's what we're comfortable with because we don't want to obey. So let's start with Psalm 119, 142. And I'm reading this out of the Scriptures version from ISR. Great version. It puts puts things back in context for you. Seriously, it does. So this is Psalm 119, verse 142. Your righteousness is righteousness forever, and your Torah is truth. But let's get another witness, same chapter. Psalm 119, verse 160. The sum of your word is truth, and all your righteous right rulings are forever. So Yeshua is the truth, and the truth is the Torah. I mean, let's look at this right here he's the physical embodiment of the Torah Matthew eleven twenty nine through 30 take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm meek and humble in heart you shall find rest for your beings for my yoke is gentle and my burden is light he is the Torah he's telling you the Torah is light it's easy to do from doing it for the past several months doing what I know to do it is easy in fact if you think about it eating correctly since I've been doing it I have diverticulosis so since I started eating correctly I was having issues at first because my body was having to adjust now I'm I'm not in pain anymore when you submit and obey then great things happen and it is easy these Deuteronomy thirty eleven for this command which I am commanding you today is not too hard for you, nor is it far off. Moses was telling them point blank the Torah is easy. Circumcise your heart and do it. It's not that difficult. If you truly love the Father and you love the Son, you'll do it. It's not this evil horrible thing. Yeah, you're going to stumble. You're going to fall. But pick yourself back up. Repent. As I've had to do. Tell the father you love him. And get back on the horse. I mean, and here's something I don't know if y'all knew. If you've read the Torah, if you read the Bible, then you'd know this if you studied it out. But in the Torah, it's required to obey Yeshua. Yahushua. We're supposed to obey him. Deuteronomy 18. 18 through 19. Or actually, I think it's 15 through 19. Hold on a second. Let me pull it up and I'll tell you. Yes, it is 15 through 19. And this is from the scriptures again. And those weird squiggly lines, if you pull it up and look at it, that is Yahuwah's name, our father's name. It was taken out of the Bible by these people in Rome, by the Jews, because they think they aren't supposed to say it. Sorry, he wants us to talk to him. He wants us to come by his name. So let's do it. But here it is, Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 19. Yahuwah your Elohim, that's God, shall raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brothers. Listen to him. According to all you asked of Yahuwah your Elohim in Horeb, that be Mount Sinai, in the day of assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of Yahuwah my Elohim, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And Yahuwah said to me, What they have spoken is good. I shall raise up for them a prophet like you out of the midst of their brothers, and I shall put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that i command him command him and it shall be the man who does not listen to my words which he speaks in my name i require it of him in other words you will be judged because you don't listen you don't obey yeshua you will be judged so here's something else we should look at here we go We're going to go to Isaiah 42. Let's look at what it says about him and Isaiah. The Lord was pleased for righteousness' sake, for his righteousness' sake, to magnify his law and make it glorious. That's from the RSV. But, you know what? Let's get a different version here. Isaiah 42. We'll go to the... The ISR again, Isaiah forty-two twenty-two. And I was gonna use notes, but you know as the Ruach The Ruach says, Hey, I want you to do it this way. You listen to the Ruach, you listen to the Holy Spirit, and it's forty-two twenty-one. My bad. It has delighted Yahuwah for the sake of his righteousness to make the Torah great and esteemed. That's what he wants to do. Because Adam had the Torah. You would need to get into the Aramaic Targums to find this out. But Adam and Eve had the Torah. They broke it. That's why we got where we are now. It was given to Noah. It was given to Enoch. It was given to Seth. Abram had it. Who became Abraham. David loved it. Read Psalm 119. Or you know what my favorite psalm is? Psalm 19. Let's go there. I mean it's beautiful. And once you start realizing that this is for you and it will bless you, cause, oh my gosh, just the pain in my stomach being gone. Just the pain being gone. Y'all don't understand. There were days where I was having to call off work because I was in so much pain. I'd had to had to call the doctors and get medicine antibiotics because I was in pain whenever I had the first flare up it was full blown diverticulitis and I was out of work for almost a week because of this so to learn God's ways and obey them and see the blessings from it you just don't understand how how much better it makes you feel because it is life he does give life back to you It is his ways. Yeah, you get looked at weird because you have weird, funny, blue and white strings on your pants. But you look at me and say, Yeshua saved you, right? You claim to be Yeshua's. What did he say? John 14. He's told you to obey his commandments. If you love him, obey him. But here we are, Psalm 19. Let's read this again we're in the TS 2009 I love this version it just it puts things back in context so and we'll get into the heavens thing that talks about in the future because I'm learning how to discern when his feasts really are the calendar they have right now could be off a month or two depending on the year but we'll get to that in the future We're not going to worry about that today. The heavens are proclaiming the esteem of El. And the expanse is declaring the work of his hand. The expanse would be space. The stars. Day to day pours forth speech. Night to night reveals knowledge. So as you look at the stars, you're able to see where you are in time. That's what he's talking about. There is no speech and there are no words. Their voice is not heard. We can't hear the stars. We just see them moving, right? Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he set up a tent for the sun, and it is like a bridegroom coming out of his room. It rejoices like a strong man to run the path. Its rising is from one end of the heavens, and its circuit to the other end, and naught is hidden from its heat. Nothing's hidden from the heat of the sun, right? The Torah of Yahuwah is perfect. Bringing back the being. Isn't that what I was just talking about? It's bringing back my health. The witness of Yahuwah is trustworthy. Make, making wise the simple. Yes, it is so simple to obey Him. Oh my gosh, it so, makes life so much easier too. Even with, you know, I have issues with the family right now because they don't understand this. They, they believe the lies they've been taught. They've been... They believe religion. The orders of Yahuwah are straight, rejoicing the heart. The command of Yahuwah is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of Yahuwah is clean, standing forever. The right rulings of Yahuwah are true. They are righteous altogether, more desirable than gold, than much fine gold, and sweeter than honey, and the honeycomb. Also your servant is warned by them, and guarding them there is great reward guard his commandments he will reward you i mean i'm i'm learning about this now y'all just so amazing who discerns mistakes declare me innocent from those that are secret also keep your servant back from presumptuous ones do not let them rule over me then shall i be perfect and innocent of great transgression let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing before you yahuwah my rock and my redeemer And doesn't Yeshua call himself the rock? Oh, let scripture define scripture, people. Let, I mean... And don't get me wrong, these pastors think they're teaching the truth. That's what they've been taught in their seminaries. But they've been taught the traditions of men. I mean, there's so much I've learned, I can't share it all today. Just, it's not gonna happen. But there is so much, so much that we have taken from the Gentile world and tried to mix it with God's world and it doesn't mix. And the Jews do the same. The Christians do it and the Jews do it. And we need to get out of that. We need to come out of Babylon. Babylon are these religious systems we're in, people. It's the way the world operates. We need to come out of it. See, even as heartbreaking as it is, to get the looks I get from my own wife at times because of this walk I'm on with the Father, through His Son, Yahusha. I mean, yeah, it hurts, but I know it's worth it. I mean, we were told there would be a sword that would divide the true believers from the fake, Right? He said he'd split families. He'd divide families. But it's... I get peace in it because I know his word is true. His word is pure and perfect. So, you know. Let's get into these notes I made because this is a really good study. I worked hard on it. Uh, Romans 15 4 for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope so right there Paul's telling us we could we have hope let's read the past so we know how to work out the future and Paul did walk as Yeshua walked and Yeshua walked according to the Torah if anyone teaches a different doctrine that does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Yeshua Hamashiach, YahuSha, and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy, for quarrels about words, which produce envy, decision, derision, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived with, of the truth. Imagining that godliness is a means of gain. And that's first Timothy six, three through five. We also have this from Paul. And this is so amazing. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. First Corinthians 11, 1. I was talking about that earlier. But let's also understand that God's law is for all people, not just the Jews. Do you know who your ancestors were whenever the Assyrians came and took off the northern ten tribes? Do you have any clue? Have you researched any of that? You could be a blood Israelite. So, you know, this is for you. Think about it. It's for you. It's for all the world. God wanted all of us in his law. So he could hang out with us, y'all. But let's get into this. Numbers 15, 15 through 16. For the assembly, there shall be one statue for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you a statue forever throughout your generations. You and the sojourner shall be alike before Yahuwah. One law and one rule shall be for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you. And then Paul, Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew or Greek. There is neither slave or free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Yeshua. Yahusha HaMashiach. Because we have one law, one way, through Yahusha, and through that, we should want, we should love him so much that we want to obey him. He tells us that. We should want to obey him because we love him. We shouldn't be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go make myself a ham sandwich because I love Jesus. No. We should be like, no, let's not eat that. Let's not eat that because, you know, that's not good for me. I used to eat pork all the time, I know. Hence, stomach issues. It's not not easy for us to digest. But I digress. Let's, let's get into this a little bit further. So, we also need to understand where these traditions came from. Uh, the Jews started Rabbinic Judaism. Yeah. That's where a bunch of this came from. I did a bunch of studying on this. They started it during their time in Babylon. Hence, they have technically never left Babylon. And have exalted it over God's instructions since the days of Nehemiah. If you read Nehemiah 13, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, a bunch of it was good. Let's get back to the law. But then he's like, I'm going to add some fences. But here's what they didn't understand when they were adding these fences to obey the Torah. They were outside the fence that was going along the path. They were not on the path. So they're outside the fence. There's no door to get back in the fence. So they're staying outside the path. There's no way for them to get in because the blood covering of Yeshua is over it. It's a roof. It's like a canopy. So they can't get on the path because there's no doorknob on the gate. The only way is for Yeshua to open the gate and let them in. But that means they have to accept him then they have to walk in his ways. Well, yes. uh, uh, Nehemiah 13, 19 through 21. I'm not going to read it, but I'll read it. But I will read Mark 7, 8 through 9. These are the words of Yahushua. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the traditions of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. This is one of the, Mark 7, 8 through 9, is one of the ones Christians love to use. I'm not bashing them, because they've been taught the Old Testament's null and void. It's not my fault. I mean, I'm trying to wake people up. But they use it and say, well, we can eat whatever we want. No, they were eating bread, and they were talking about washing hands. And they were talking about the traditions of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They think you have to go through a special hand-washing ceremony or else you can't eat bread. It isn't like soap and water like us. No, a special hand-washing ceremony with pots and vessels and all this weird stuff. That's not even biblical, not Torah. It's just stuff. They made it harder to obey God than it really is. Matthew 7, 2-3. Matthew 7, 2-3. This is a good one, too. The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat, so do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do, for they preach, but they do not practice. So, interesting story about Moses' seat, interesting truth about Moses' seat. If you were to go to a Jewish synagogue on Shabbat, Sabbath, Saturday, or Friday night, you would hear the Torah of Moses read, a part of it. They have what they call Torah portions. You're supposed to study it through the week, and they, they read it on Sabbath. But no one wants to study these things out and see it. But you're he he was telling them, just because they're sitting there reading it to you, listen to what they're teaching you out of the Torah, but don't do what they're doing. What they're doing is wrong. So don't do that another good verse out of the same chapter so you outwardly appear righteous to others but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness talking about the Pharisees he was telling the Pharisees and the Sadducees y'all are lawless just because you outwardly appear righteous does not make you righteous what is in the heart that matters do you love him, do you want to obey him that's what he was getting at Matthew 15.3 He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Again, he's attacking the traditions. is tra- attacking the traditions of men. That's what he always attacked. He knew he had to do it. That's what he was there for, to get them on the path to righteousness. Which, the path to righteousness, I'll pull the verses up here in a little bit. The path is Yeshua, through The Torah. He is pointing you to the Torah. He is the light. He is the word. For, and this from Paul in Galatians one 13 through 13-14. Paul talks all about how he was extremely tradi- jealous for the uh, traditions of his fathers. Zealous. Zealous. So, here it is. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of Yahuwah violently, And tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age. Among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. You seeing the pattern here? Let's get out the traditions, people. I mean, Adam and Eve did what they did. Man's wicked heart does what it does. But... There is good news. There really is. If you've ever read Joel 2.28, you'll see it. Uh, Jeremiah and Isaiah talk about a new covenant. They talk about the new covenant in Hebrews. We'll get into that on a later date. But the good news is that Yahuwah has a plan that started at the beginning, when Adam and Eve first sinned. Has given us a roadmap to salvation through belief in Messiah that will bring about obedience. You see how bad the world is? I'm going to pull something out of Deuteronomy here in a little bit. But do you see how bad the world is right now? Actually, I'll do it right now. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy 28. And I'm going to pull this out of the Sefer version see for version 28:22. 22 yahuwah shall smite you with a consumption well what's consumption that's like a flu or liquid filling your lungs hey what's what's going on right now through the world let's think about it and with a fever oh what else is part of that thing that's out there with an inflammation and with an extreme burning and with a sword and with blasting and with mildew and they shall pursue you until you perish That's part of the curses for not obeying the Torah, people. Part of the curses. There's not very many blessings, but the blessings far outweigh the curses. I mean... Really. Let's get back into his plan to bring us back. Because we see how bad it's getting. Getting real bad. I mean, I'm waiting to walk down the road and have my head knocked off because someone's angry for seeing my zizi. It's just how people are getting they'll see it as Jewish and the anti-Semitism has to stop people but it won't but Joel 2.28 and it shall come to pass afterwards that it will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions what do you think about that of course and we'll get into the uh, man of lawlessness later not today but later and like I said earlier about books that were taken out of the Bible here's another one and in those days the children shall begin to study the laws the Torah and seek the commandments and to return to the path of righteousness Jubilees 23 26 as you see, he has a plan. Uh, there's some hidden manna coming about right now. Books that were hidden from us that are coming about, such as Jubilees and Enoch and Yasher. I mean, why would they come about at the time that they come came about? I could lead you to some great teachers, and I'll put a link in the description of this this episode. But in those days, blessed they shall be, to whom the word of wisdom is delivered, who point out and pursue the path of the Most High, who walk in the way of righteousness and who act not impiously with the impious. Enoch 99.10 you No, know, he has, he has a plan. Then I know what you're going to think. Well, that means we don't have free will. No, you do have free will. But he will guide you through situations. Or the devil will guide you. The devil loves to make himself look like Yeshua. He loves to make himself look like Yahuwah. That's the problem. If you're not on the path, you won't be able to distinguish. If you're not in those gates on that narrow path with that blood covering, that awning, then you'll never never be able to distinguish between Satan and Yahuwah it'll be impossible it will be really impossible I mean my wife still thinks I'm crazy about the food thing I'm like hey look I went from 250 to 238 my stomach's not hurting starting to eat sprouted bread, good bread for you. The good stuff. Pay a little bit more for it. Turkey and cheese sandwiches at lunch. Or bean burritos. Because beans are good for you. I'm eating clean. But, you know, she thinks this from the devil. Why would the devil trick you into obeying the Torah? I mean, seriously. Why would Hashtag? Don, trick you into obeying the law of God. That would bring about righteousness. He wants you to be wicked like him. So. Well, I hope this helped y'all tonight. You know, we're all on a path. We're all learning. I'm not a teacher. I'm not going to claim to be a teacher. But maybe you needed some Encouragement you saw things weren't what you thought they were your eyes got opened you heard a loud shofar blast in the middle of the day with nothing around you trust me it happens, it happened to me sitting there listening to the word, reading the word, at work boom shofar blast, no one's around with a shofar but God opened my ears He opened my eyes Praise Yahuwah for that. Praise Him. So, well, let's pray to the Father. Yahuwah, we come to you today through through, through your Son, Yeshua. We thank you for all your blessings. Pray that you open ears and you open eyes and pour out your truth. You pour out your wisdom. I pray that you open people's hearts circumcise their hearts father says in Deuteronomy 36 you will circumcise their heart you will do it so we pray that you do it that you open their eyes you open their ears and you circumcise their hearts and they follow your light to the path and they get on the path and they walk with you under that awning Yahusha opens the gate and lets them in so thank you for everything you do father Your most precious and holy name, the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Well, I hope you all have a great day, a great week, y'all. I'm going to try to start putting some more episodes out here soon. I'm working on multiple things as far as episodes. uh, Things such as welfare Christianity, which, yeah, that's going to get me in some trouble. Things such as the man of lawlessness, I've already worked on that one. The one I'm, that's going to be the longest is going to be the lost sheep teaching. How do you know you're not part of blood, Israel? You know, that's who Yahushua's coming back for is, is Israel. So are we going to join in Israel's covenant? Or are we going to deny the Father? A bunch of good things coming up in the next months. So if you want to you learn, you want to learn with me. If you want to rebuke me, rebuke me. Of love. I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed day.